I Kool-Aided on the meat. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Dame DeLorean. Lorian. Lorian. Lauren Rose. I think it's Lorene. Lorian and Spencer. Sir Spencer, wolf of Kansas City. What does it mean to be the wolf? I am a lone wolf. He does live in Kansas City. Spencer. It's me. And she. Yes, me. Back again. We. Oh, we <laughs> are here on a Tuesday night. We. Token Tuesday in the bowl. Packing another fresh one. Episode 62. 62. Can you believe it? Yes, I can. It's believable. It's believable. It's believable. We're there. We're at February 9th, 2021. What's unbelievable is how goddamn cold it is outside. Oh my good lord in heaven. It's true. The temperature just dropped to nothing. Like It's been freeze blocks for the last three days or something. The dishwasher uh, line froze up. I had to... Thaw it out with a hair dryer. But you did it. Things were intense. Intensely cold. We got the dishwasher working again. Yes. Me. I'm the dishwasher. <laughs> there we go. Current temperature is 11.6 degrees. Oh, hell yeah. So up from the 9 it was the other night, but yep. it's only going down. Next 10 days, foreseeable forecast is just cold, just bitter cold. Like, today was going to be the warmest day for the next 10 days, and I think it hit 14 degrees at its peak. Fantastic! Mm. You gotta love that. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Well, welcome to Bowl After Bowl. Thank you, thank you for listening. We want to thank some people before we get too deep into this bowl. Uh, People like No Debit, who sent up the ice stream, ice cast stream. If you're listening live, it's all thanks to him. And uh, thank you to our executive producer for today. I didn't get a note in with this. It just came in like right before the show, like an hour before the show. Like an hour ago, it came in. Uh, Silky Red Dragon sent us 10 bucks. Woo! Thanks, Silky Red Dragon. So if you would like your name credited, you can send me a message at spencer at bowlafterbowl.com or lorian at bowlafterbowl.com. She's got one too. And, yeah. uh uh, we thank you so much for your support. This is a value for value podcast, so that means that we put it all out there for you. We learned it from the boys, John and Adam over at No Agenda. Just put it out there, and if you enjoy it, you know, you want to support it, there's a bunch of different ways to do it. And we ask you to go to bowlafterbowl.com slash donate to find all those different ways. That's right. We even have an OnlyFans page. We even have an OnlyFans page. <laughs> but. But if you want. Give me what? Yeah, there's a real butt. But Do you all see that? Yes. We don't know how long we'll be on there because we're going to rebuild the website. That's on the to do list. Yeah. Migrate. Hopefully. Independent put, boobs. Put our tits and bits behind our own paywall kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sell. So, uh, you can get links to all of that on the Bull After Bull website. The Wholesome Smut Dealer. Wholesome Smut Dealer. Um. I think there's a mini vids too. 
Yeah. You just want to buy a la carte videos and you're not into subscription. We got options, man. We got all kinds of <laughs> options here in the bowl. If you can dream of it, we can probably make it an option for you. It's true. I'm all about options. We got the Bone Zone post show. Shit. Should spin that off into its own show. This is serious. I did register bonezone.club. All right. So maybe we'll turn that into something. Who knows? Who knows? In the Bone Zone. Who knows it? Who knows it? Uh, happy birthday, too, to C Mike. Happy birthday, C Mike. It's his birthday today. Woo! We need a birthday song. <laughs> that guy's probably a dancer. <laughs> maybe not. But uh, happy birthday to Bunny as well. It's her birthday on Sunday. So they have a birthday within two days of each other. Epic. Yes. Epic indeed. Sir C Mike. Sir C Mike. It was C Mike, and I'm wrong. Boy, Dvorak barely got that uh, note out. Sir C. Mike's note. It was all chopped to pieces in typical Dvorak style. So that was nice. He tried to say it was um, the anniversary of Bunny's 33rd birthday. Instead, it just came out as like that it was Bunny's 33rd birthday. And then everybody's trying to do like kid math on (laughs) how you get (laughs) nine, nine kids at 33. Yeah, someone was not paying attention to the note. How could he? None of this is good. Hello. But anyway, that was a good uh, good show. I missed the Thursday show. I rarely miss No Agenda Live, but this past Thursday and then two Thursdays before that, both were at campus on Centric, and so I missed it. But now you're done. But now I'm done. Now I'm done. Now you're a dude named Spen. That's true. <laughs> Full stack dude. Running around looking for gerbs. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. That's fun, but hey, at least I'm just looking for gerbs. Yeah, how'd your presentations go? My presentations actually went great. I'm trying to get a video of it, but uh, that's the one thing that uh, I kind of had a leg up on people is the public speaking part or the being able to, you know, talk part. I'm just a talky kind of guy, so that part was no problem. And then, I mean, I don't know, my kind of like tour guide <laughs> voice took over. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was just doing my demo of my site. It was crazy because so there were two presentations. There was one presentation that was, they were both over Zoom, but one was on campus over Zoom. And then the other was from here at our house over Zoom. On campus over Zoom. The first one was called the final project presentation. So basically we were just demoing our application, like in a browser, showing uh, potential employers how it works and what it does and what makes it unique so I went the last out of six and boy waiting to go last is kind of excruciating but ended up knocking it out pretty good and then um, the next day was supposed to be a code review so we weren't really sh- as prepared for that day I didn't think they prepared as much for the code review day like they did for the final presentation they just told us that it would be like a couple instructors like looking over our code base in Visual Studio. And so that was sort of, it was supposed to be code forward. And we're just supposed to point out, you know, the code that was unique to our project or whatever made it kind of unique and different. But there was actually more employers on that call than there were on the call oh. before. And one of them was like, yeah, so we didn't see your UI at all, like after the first guy had gone. 
What? So we, like our, our, your interface, your user okay. interface, like oh, you didn't pull it up in a browser and like prove the code works, basically. Um, they were just looking at code on a screen where we were given the impression that, you know, it wasn't a UI thing at all. Or Well, you weren't told this was going to be a presentation day at all that it, second time? It was around? just a code review and they didn't really go into details of what the hell that meant other than they're looking at your code in Visual Studio. It's pretty much like all the information we were given. Mm. So I actually kind of felt bad for the guy that had to go first because he didn't know what he was getting into. And those of us that went later in the thing kind of yeah. were able to feel it out, what they were looking for, you know? Yeah. But I did kind of a mixture. I hopped back between my code and my UI just to be like, so this is what it shows you and this is what it does. blah blah. blah. <laughs> I did a job board. I think I talked about it last week. Yeah. But it basically gives you a... It gives a, this fictional coffee shop I made... Rocket Fuel Coffee, it gives them a internal company hiring job board so they can post available positions and then people can make an account, upload a resume, and apply to all those positions. So there's a little bit of different logic into it. Like, uh, for instance, if you make a new user, you're automatically assigned as an applicant, uh, and there's a bunch of different role-based views and settings. Depending on what your role is, um, you can look through the jobs if you're an applicant, but if you try to go and apply to a job and you don't have a resume, it kicks you over to the resume page. The resume page is dynamic in that if you don't have a resume, it shows you a bunch of resume help websites, you know, like one's from Indeed. There's a couple from different colleges, but a bunch of different, you know, resources to get you going on making a resume. And then if you upload one, instead of showing you the resources to make a resume, it just displays your resume in a nice little embedded view so you can like see what it's going to look like to the employers. And it's just a one-click apply, so... Fancy. When you click apply, it sends the whole application to the manager and all that crap. I don't know. It took me a while to make it, about eight days, but uh, it's pretty, and I liked it. It was the funnest project that we did for sure. Kind of almost, there's a part of me that wants to go back and do the other two possibilities you could have chosen for Final Project, but I have so much on my to-do list to do before that that it's definitely a back burner. But maybe someday I'll revisit it and try and do the other two. Stick them on your portfolio. Yeah, just as extra, you know, just as extra practice, really, and learning more. Yeah. Different applications, you know. You know. Nerd alert. (laughs) Nick the Rat says nerd alert. Nick, the rest said you should have just wrapped your code. Never stop coding. Slash, slash, quote. <laughs> I look at your code and I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. I know I know some basic HTML. And then I see what you're doing. I'm like, okay, I don't know what I'm looking at. Curly braces. There's really not any other place that you learn use curly braces. Curly braces. Yeah. Uh, like you see the painful. bracket key? On your keyboard? Yeah. And then the thing above that bracket on the same key? Yes. That's a curly brace. Curly brace, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're oh, used yeah. frequently. It looks like a whale tail. Frequently. <laughs> frequently. Frequently. Thousands and thousands. I'm just kidding. Well, now that you're a professional, you get professional things in the mail, like a pen that you can oh, put Jesus your name Christ. on. <laughs> oh, Yeah. You guys, they sent me this promo pen. I posted pictures on the socials, but they sent me a pen. It's like one of those companies where they're like, hey, we'll put your name on pens. Just order a minimum of 150 or whatever, you know. 
and I have an LLC, so they send it to my LLC address, which happens to be here. And they sent me this pen, and it's a fucking <laughs> pen with a spray hand sanitizer at the top instead of the clicky button. <laughs> it's got a little hand sanny. <laughs> yeah. The tiniest fucking hand sanny you've ever seen. I don't know if it has maybe like 20 sprays in it. It holds three milliliters of liquid. Yep. So that's fantastic. You were not the target demographic for that. 2021 <laughs> fucking peak culture right there. Putting hand sanitizer spray in the end of the pen. Oh my God. I'm done with it. Breath freshener would be more uh, usable. I think so. That would be smoother for sure. That would be more useful. Be less silly. And what else can I say? I don't know. I was disappointed in my fellow humans receiving <laughs> that. Jesus. Yeah. It was like a lot of packaging, too, for just one pen. Yeah. They loaded it up for sure. A lot of trash. Eh. They were like, hey, you'd throw this away for us. <laughs> it's just all trash, even this pen. Maybe you won't. Maybe since it has the name of your company, then you won't uh, throw it away. Nope. You were wrong. I threw it away. I think. Joke's on me. It's probably laying on the fucking floor somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see that uh, women's labor force participation hit a 33-year low? I didn't. <laughs> I saw it. I always see the magic number. It's all over the place. You are good at digging it up as well. Yeah. They're just talking about, you know, all the unemployment because of the pandemic. Scamdemic. Yeah. I don't even you call it a pandemic. Pot and pandemic. Yep. Lowest lowest amount of women working since 1987. Can you believe it? Can I believe it? Ugh. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. <laughs> Must be fucking nice, dude. Yeah. But despite all the... Uh, I guess that there's been like drops in the jobless claims. Hmm. But the gold prices... Are remaining under. <laughs> I butchered this headline. <laughs> the headline is gold prices remain under pressure following 33k drop in U.S. weekly jobless claims. Oh, jeez. So 33,000 less people filing for unemployment. Which, by the way, I've seen that the unemployment situation is a mess in our area. Yeah, they're asking people for money back and shit. It's a yeah. nightmare. It's I mean, once the government gives you a check, that's it should be done. If they fucked it up, then they fucked it up. You know? Yeah, exactly. Come on. You're not going to get that money back, dickweeds. Yeah, that's like those people asking for their donations back from Josh Hawley. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we donated to you, but like we don't like what you did, so give us our money back. No! No take-backsies. All sales are final, bitch. My final top 333 story for this lovely cold night is that 33 dogs and 3 birds were rescued in Boise, after an elderly couple became overwhelmed. Oh, God. It took that 33rd dog to overwhelm them. And the third bird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe it was the third bird. (laughs) That damn third bird. I mean, two birds, one stone, no problem. Three birds, get the fuck out of my house. 32 papillons, one lab. Jesus Christ. The birds were just parakeets. That's a lot of fucking animals. pair and a half of keets. As a three-dog owner... I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Christ, it's bad when you got five. Now imagine 11 times our dogs. <laughs> I'd rather imagine no something more peaceful. 
Yeah. God damn. Exactly. Oh shit. Yeah, we were, we babysat your dad's dogs mm-hmm. for the week, and five dogs is just, you know, they're litter mates, so yeah, it's, it's luckily they get along very well. Luckily, they are all from the same family, so they're the same size. They run around the same way. Having two extra is not really incredibly burdensome, but it is nice when they get back to where they're supposed to be. You kind of realize, you kind of realize what a pain in the ass there. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, why we missed the Hogaroos last night because my dad came over to pick his dogs up. We made him a pizza, homemade pizza, and then I caught the post show. It was always fun. And we're going into the smoker on Thursday. All right. Surprise, Lorian. No, I'm I, shocked. Shocked. I said no. You told me earlier. I told you earlier today. You should have <laughs> waited till the show. I know. I thought about waiting <laughs> for the show, but then it came up somehow, and I was like, Oh. Bitch, we're in the smoke around Thursday. Because your dad's birthday is Friday, yeah. and he's got Friday plans, and you were like, but not Thursday plans, right? <laughs> and I was like, no, his birthday is Friday, yeah. so they're Friday plans. And you're like, because we're going in the smoker. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Back into the smoker with our buds, John and Carolyn. Um, speaking of buds, we've got some bowls with buds to plan coming up, but the next victim... I mean, guest is going to be Sir Seats Fitter. Hell yeah. And we got to get with him. I've got a little queue lined up, so. Cool. Boobs, you're on deck if you're out there. You're on deck. And did I hear Boobs is on Sphinx now? He is finally on Sphinx. I tried over a month to get him into Sphinx chat, and oh my God, I finally got him into Sphinx chat. I finally connected with Paul, who runs Sphinx, and he was able to kind of iron out some issues, and I think he... He got a hold of some ability to do some new nodes, and I don't know if he, like, put me into, like, the fast lane or priority or what, but now when I do it, it's, like, super fast. So Dwadnam asked me about an invite to Sphinx merely this afternoon, and, like, before the show, I sent him one, and it was, like, within seconds, got the code back. Oh. <gasps> So, Duodenum, so same day. Duodenum is in like same, same, within ten minutes of me giving putting him on the wait list. So that was crazy cool. Oh yeah, that was crazy cool. I don't think it liked my profile picture. I don't see it. So oh. that's possible. <laughs> was it uh, your beautiful naked ass sitting on the exercise ball? No, the Duodenum <laughs> said it. Doesn't it didn't like his <laughs> profile picture? My profile picture is universally acclaimed. It can never be banned by man nor beast. He was like, I, I saw him say earlier in the chat. He was like, you have to pay to invite? Uh, it's true. It's true. I've got to spin up 4,000 sats for an account for you. But I'm happy to do it if you would like to get into Sphinx. That kind of stuff is going way faster now. So give your boy a shout. Uh, Sir Spencer on the nogendasocial.com. Or on podcastindex.social. Or Spencer at bowlafterbowl.com. Yeah. I'm not worried about 4,000 sets because it'll all come back. I would much rather have you in the tribe so the tribe will be more fun. We just doubled our size, really. Um, So Curry and uh, Dave are in there. And then, uh, of course, who else joined? Uh, Paul joined in there. And then we got uh, Blueberry and Dwadnum. And I'm trying to get Sir... uh, C Mike 
He's no longer Sir because he gave it to Bonnie, I guess is how that worked. The Dame Blackhammer. Can I pay in nigga coin, which is a real thing, asks Sir Seat Setter. Um, I have not heard of that coin before, so maybe I will look into it. I'm not sure. What's it worth? <laughs> maybe we don't want to go down that road. Uh, yes, maybe we do. Do you take cuck bucks? Boy, do we. On PayPal, we even let PayPal take a small fee when they send us uh, PayPal stuff. That's on the donate page as well. So we take PayPal, we take Bitcoin, and you can do lightning through Sphinx. And we're looking at all kinds of other stuff. We're looking at ideas. Uh, one of the things that I'm trying to do is to build, when I rebuild the Bowl After Bowl website, I want to try and hook in a wallet function to it so that you can just fund and go. I don't necessarily, I, I don't ever want to sell people Bitcoin because I don't want that kind of microscope in my anus, basically. But I will take Bitcoin that you bought from somebody else and I will spend Bitcoin that I bought from somebody else long ago. Both of those things I'm willing to do. Um, if anybody out there also is like a, a, coin, a coin wizard, feel free to email the show. Because we have some ideas for different things that we want to do. And we love collaboration. We love extra help. But if I have to smash my head against my keyboard two million times and figure it out all by myself, I will do that as well. It's just funner with friends. And my uh, experience, my little experience, my little window coding so far, I really have enjoyed coding pairs. And when people do it together. Like, when we did a coding pair exercise... It, we kind of switched and alternated for every different piece of functionality and one guy would drive and one guy would navigate. So like the driver's typing up the stuff, mainly just typing. The navigator's looking around, looking stuff up, talking in his ear, saying, well, we need to do this, we need to make it do that. Oh, look, you had a typo on line 38. That kind of stuff. And it's a lot of fun and, I don't know, it helps me focus knowing that somebody's like there watching and you can't just flip to titty vitties. While you're coding. If you're all alone, it's just like, you know, there's nobody there being like, you know, hey, yo, we're doing this. So then it's all up to you to stay on track. And boy, I am an easily distracted gentleman. And if you're easily distracted, you should take a minute and call our voicemail. You should. It would be worth it. And it's easy to do. All you got to do is call 816-607-3663. Just call Bowl After Bowl. We uh, always have a first time I ever topic and um, changes week by week. So this week we're talking about the first time I ever went to a casino. Although I predict that Phone Boy will call in and talk about the first time he ever did something completely different and random. I think that's a safe prediction. Because it's hard. We don't really (laughs) always plaster. I mean, you do the toot, the weekly toot, which gets a lot of love and kind of lays out on Tuesday morning what the FTI topic is. We've been really good so far at coming up with it the week before for the next week. On the show. On the show. Because once we get behind the curtain, then the mind is wandering, and then it's like, oh, yeah, the first time I did this, too. And then we think of one. Um, But you can also talk about just about anything, you know? Or retroactive first time I ever. Yeah, if you need a make good first time I ever, 
one that you didn't get in from weeks previous. And this is a podcast too, so you might be listening to this in the year 2028, and you might be like, oh my god, do they still have the same voicemail line? And you'll call, and lo and behold, it'll still be there. It'll still be there. If the world is still here, then our voicemail line will also still be here. That's the word. That's what I'm saying. I'm calling it right now. Red book prediction. Should have the magic eight ball. We have a green book, but I don't know where I put it. <laughs> Typical of the bowl. Like, where'd I put that book, man? And speaking of man, I'm, I keep pulling like cigarettes out just to hold them, and now I have like three cigarettes. Yeah. Out of the box for no goddamn reason. Anyway. If you'd like to get your voicemail on, also, we have a feature. If you're voice shy, you can text the line. does the same kind of thing, only with a text instead of a voicemail. So there's that. And if you like making cryptic drawings, you can send us a picture message. That's true. Picture message. You can send the pics. Sounds dated. <laughs> oh. You could send an MMS. So I saw this article like a week ago. It was like top travel destinations when the pandemic ends in 2027. And I was like, the fuck is this 2027 number coming from? What? Uh, and then I saw it was like a humor article. So I was like, okay, fine, whatever. But an article came out from Bloomberg this past week entitled, When Will Life Return to Normal? In seven years, according to oh the vaccine God, rates. No. So it's like that seven number just kind of memed itself into reality. Ugh, losers. Life has been normal the whole time if you're in the bowl. <laughs> so, yeah. Missouri, still proud last of the vaccine pushers. That's that's always a good thing. Lowest rates. I'm happy to be last below place. Below the that. territories, even. I like that they added that in the next week. One week it was like, Missouri ranks 50th out of the states for, you know, giving people the vaccine. And then the next week it was like, Missouri ranks 52 out of the U.S. in territories. Fine. We live in a fine place. But California workers in the cannabis industry, they're eligible for their vaccines now. Immediately. They've been pushed to, like, I guess they're on 2A, phase 2A, which was, uh, oh, no, 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 they're on 1B. So oh. 1A was like frontline workers and 1B is like emergency uh, workers, like ambulance drivers and stuff. I say frontline workers, like that even means anything. 1A was like people who work in healthcare directly. 1B is emergency service folks. And um, so now if you're a cannabis worker in California, you can get your shot along with the EMT dudes. Well, gee, that's nice. Yep. That's wonderful. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. A bunch of them were asking for it, so they got their wish. DC did it first, saying that, um, or not DC. Can't buy pot in DC. Maryland. It was Maryland. Did you see that? Uh, maybe we should just go behind the curtain. Already? Did you see that the South Dakota? Well, I'm pissed about this. Did you see South Dakota? Not I told yet. you last week that the governor, or maybe two weeks ago. The governor was challenging the voter-approved constitutional amendment to legalize recreational, yeah. and the judge fucking struck it down, or, you know, of ruled course. that the measure violates the state's requirement that these constitutional amendments can only deal with one subject, just like fucking Nebraska. Huh. And so they said that the several topics that this one covered were business licensing 
taxation, and hemp cultivation. And so that's too many. That's bullshit. It's, yeah. It's just weed. It's all one topic, in my opinion. It should be. It should be considered the same topic. If, you, if you're going to legalize it, then you're going to have to legalize a bunch of different aspects. And regardless, the people voted for it. Like 54%. You know, it passed by constitutional amendment. So I just can't believe they're doing that. And they are challenging it to appeal the decision. So that's out. Well, we'll see where that goes. You know, the Nebraska one, not so great. They're going to literally go back to the drawing table on that collect signatures for separate initiatives but you gotta wonder too how long can they play that game how long can they split it down and down and down till it's like oh that's multiple issues too you'd think they would be able to keep that going forever yep that's because they can and they probably will so no no baby steps for south dakota it's a step in the wrong direction yeah step in no direction at all yep just still here although you know until it's federally legalized really nothing changes wisconsin's governor put a recommendation for legalization in the budget. We're seeing more and more people do that. They know it's a moneymaker. Recession-proof industry. And then I saw this name popping up in a few different news articles now. The U.S. Cannabis Council. Have you heard of them? Not yet. Well, they are supposed to be just like, uh, they're like the new, um, I would say like normal, but... There's a nice little intro video here. Yeah, are you going to play it? I wonder if it has words and stuff. Sometimes it's just instrumental. It's probably just instrumental, but let's see. It's only a minute. Classic, the classic instrumental uh, music. The broadest and most diverse collection of businesses. Yeah, I knew it. I knew they wouldn't have any voiceover. Yeah, well, you could do it. Organizations. And individuals. They've shown old people and young people. and Ever to assemble. And the words don't come up fast enough to like read it cohesively. To legalize cannabis in the United States. Interesting. We envision a future of just legal access to cannabis. Diverse, prosperous, and values driven. With social, financial... And environmental benefits. You gotta have the bennies, baby. Shared by all. Including Abraham Lincoln. Shared by all. Well, that was cute. So, they came out of nowhere. Uh, They've been getting a lot of press coverage. Just, you know, seeking comments from them and such. I was like, hmm. I thought I would see some names from Normal over there on the board, but um, I didn't recognize anyone. Hmm. But I'm going to keep my eyes out on them, do some more digging. Looks like come back. they only have three policy and advocacy pillars. The descheduling of cannabis, which is a no-brainer. Should have been done a long time ago. Social justice and equity for impacted communities. So that calls for expungement of records, which um, that's also a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. And it's not really social justice at all it's just it's just justice in general it's like legal justice once the law is repealed then you know if you have a conviction for it in the past that's also struck down you know that's expungement basically erases it from your record but then there's social equity licensing this says no one should be excluded from the cannabis industry because they used to work in it licensed structures for cannabis should provide the opportunity for those negatively impacted from the 
uh, from the improvident provision of cannabis to re-enter, participate in, and have ownership in the legal industry. So it's all great ideas, but they just like put it in Marxist framing that makes you go, ah! Mm-hmm. Social justice and equity isn't really like what that's doing necessarily, in my opinion anyway. Uh, it just should be, but at the but they're right, you know. If you have a conviction or a record for pot, it's probably because you know about pot, <laughs> you know. You shouldn't be excluded from the in- industry, that's for sure. In fact, you probably, you know, that probably should be a plus rather than a minus if you've been around weed, and then you're trying to work with weed. But hey, yeah, it's like experience. <laughs> yeah, like usable business experience, man. Which you know is what they say to out of state businesses that want to come in here and steal all the licenses Hmm. or go into other states. Yep, so keep your eyes peeled. Oh, but normal, N-O-R-M-L. The board of directors has a new chair. Oh. Who do you think is a new chair, normal? Someone that's been vocal in the community and a supporter for a long time and um, was on TV. So the previous chair was... St. Pierre, right? Alan St. Pierre? I believe so. The new one? I don't know. Travel show. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I know, but I forget his name. Rick Damn Steves. It. Rick Steves. Yeah. It. So Rick Steves, uh, the new chair of the normal board of directors. Neat. Fucking neat. Not a baby. I remember watching Rick Steves when I was like young on PBS or something. Yeah. Just his travel shows. And then I... Remember, like, smoking weed watching it, and someone was like, He's a weed guy. I was like, No fucking way. <laughs> yeah, way. We're all weed guys, man. Way. Yeah. We're Most all weed guys in the are. bowl. In the bowl for sure. It's like you either are a weed guy or you know somebody who's a weed guy, or you used to be a weed guy. That's pretty much the three options these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure there's some weird subsect of people that are, you know. They've never Completely heard of it. Completely removed. Never touched it, never smelled it, never tasted it. <laughs> yeah. Do lizards like weed? <laughs> yeah. Remember Diane's lizard? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that little thing ate weed leaves all the time. It loved it. Yeah. She had the lizard loves it. Bearded dragon. He was like, a. He was a. Chomping it down. The Virginia House of Delegates and Senate separately approved a pair of adult-use marijuana legalization measures like two days ago. Nice. Four days ago. Six days ago? Yeah, four days ago. (laughs) Final number. Fantastic. Well, it's good for Virginia catching up to now. Yeah. Coming into the green economy. You gotta have it, man. You gotta have it, because now you're behind. Now you're behind. If you don't have it by now, you're you're in the behind category. Yeah, or be like South Dakota and just like pull yourself back into the behind category. See, Mike is our rare boy. He never touched it, smelled it, or tried it. No, but he knows someone. Well, he does which know. You. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't know some stoners. <laughs> yeah, I saw this guy who was arrested this past week for scamming self checkouts in New Hampshire with a thirty three cent Kool Aid packet. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Wait, he got caught stealing Kool-Aid, basically? No, he stole meat and slid the Kool-Aid packet in front of them when he was checking out. Smart. So everything was 33 cents, and he got 
good meat. He was going for steaks and shrimp and lobster. Yeah. That's he, the way um, to be, dude. They like went over there. Yeah. After they caught him, they decided to review security footage and found 20 instances when he did it. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he made out with $2,300 worth of meat, pretty much. <laughs> See, that's the problem. Once they catch you, then they can go back and see all the times you did it. <laughs> yeah. You get catched once, you get catched all the times. You can't get cocky. 28 yeah. times? Yeah, I mean, you gotta mix up your places or something. Yeah. Worst part was uh, he had fentanyl on him when they arrested him. So. Oh, damn. Yeah, he caught drug charges. and I don't know if that makes the penalties worse for the, th- worse for the theft, but... I uh-huh. Kool-Aided on the meat! Yeah. Nice. Oh, so uh, did you see? Well, of course not. But there's a this guy had a successful face and hand transplant in New Jersey. So his hands on his face now, or is what is that? What happens there? No, everything was fucked up. He got in a car accident um, in 2018. And suffered third degree burns over like 80% of his body. And so they took a face off of someone and put it on his face. And they took pieces of some guy's hands and put it on, you know, where his hands were. Jesus. None of his shit worked. The borrowed parts now. Yeah, he's made of borrowed parts. But it was like a crazy amount of um, donors that they were using (coughs) to make him look normal. And he was in surgery for 23 hours. That's a long time to be down, dude. Yep. The modern... But he looks really... Like, I don't know. If you if you see him, you're like, mm, there's something wrong with that guy. But if you look at him like before and after, it's like, wow, holy shit, dude. Somebody else's face. That would be, a, that would be an intense one for me. Yeah, that would be very strange. But it's better than having, I guess, no face at all. Yeah, I mean, he kind of had a face. It's just that the burns made him kind of look like a ghoul from Fallout or something, you know? What are you looking at, smooth Smooth, skin? Yeah, exactly. The operation took 80 people across six surgical teams and two adjoining operating rooms. Fuck. The hands and facial tissue of a dying donor were carefully removed and replaced with 3D printed prosthetics. Fucking weird, man. That is weird. It's the miracles of modern medicine. Science. (laughs) Science, science. You can't fight the science. Nope. When it gives you a new face, you have to have new respect for it. Well, there's some uh, grounds for a lawsuit with Market Basket's coffee. You ever been to Market Basket? I've never even heard of Market Basket. Okay. Market Basket is definitely a Massachusetts local um, grocery store. Okay. Because I grew up around Market Baskets. I think it's out of Tewksbury. It's like where the first one was. I don't know if it goes out into like Rhode Island and such. Surrounding area of Massachusetts. But definitely Massachusetts got a fucking grocery store. So anyway, they have a house blend of ground coffee. And it comes in a can for like two sixty two or something. It's under $3. And it says that it's got... 80 servings in it. So this guy decided to keep track of the cups of coffee he made with it 
And he only got 37 cups of coffee out of it. Oh. So he slammed a lawsuit on them. Which I guess has been like a trend. It seems a little (laughs) frivolous, don't you think? Yeah, that's what they said. But they they actually already changed his label, like Mm. their label, as soon as he said that he was going to bring a lawsuit. Yeah, that's that's typically when you change, I guess. And so they're <laughs> when just you start like, well, there's no point. We changed our label, so trying to get ahead of it. Yeah, yep, they did. I don't know for bowling, but that's probably a that's pr- uh, maybe a gutter, maybe a strike. I don't Thinking. know. Win for market basket. I'm thinking, don't sue people over counting cups <laughs> of coffee. I'm also thinking, don't lie on your label. Well, yeah, but. A serving size and a cup of coffee and how you brew it and how much is in there. I mean, I don't know. You can get into the weeds if you if you go too crazy on it, you know? Some people brew strong coffee. Was the guy brewing super strong coffee? No. It says, like, you use one tablespoon per thing, and so he measured the amount of tablespoons in it. I mean, if they're, not, if they're was, not giving you the... It was a false measurement of the amount of product you were buying. Yeah. That's Which put it in another market. Do you want to go to the dispensary and pick something up and it's, you know, not accurate weight? My guess is that it Fuck probably no. said, you know, a pound and a half of coffee and there was a pound and a half of coffee in it. I'm just saying that that's a little nitpicky on the serving size one. If it says a pound and a half of coffee and you only get 10 ounces, then yeah, you got some grief, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, the article's all caught up on the serving size, so we may never know. I don't have a market basket to go try and find their old label coffee and Fucking do this research basket, myself. Dude. So. They had it coming, dude. <laughs> they sure did. <laughs> Those fuckers had it coming. <laughs> they have the um, robots that clean the aisles, and my great-grandma is terrified of them. Dude, I don't like those things They're, either. I know I know. we've seen one somewhere. Oh, Was it a high v or I've something? I've seen several of them now. Walmart go- usually has one now if you That's go there right. in the evenings. Well, I, from my Nana's description, the Market Basket one is tall and it's jet black and it's got red like lights on it mm-hmm. that look like eyes. So she's like, oh, Jesus. she has had nightmares about this thing. Oh, God. And it like says things like move, cleaning. Move it like it's how it gives people <laughs> orders. It's like it's trying to order the humans and whatever. Oh god. So, yeah. Well, that's just what we need. Yeah. Well, you know, they're just prepared for that fifteen dollar uh, minimum wage. Steer clear of the Cleantron five thousand. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't want to get run over by one of those things. I mean, Jesus. No. And what if it's got like lasers or some capability we aren't? You know, we don't know about. It, like, you know, everything else probably gives you cancer. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, every second that you're standing close to it, you're, like, getting radiation poisoning or something. Mm-hmm. It's no good. Yeah. My phone's going to kill me already, so. No shit. Because you drop it on your face when you're laying down looking at it. It's a, it's That's a, how it's going to kill you. It's going to be, like, a concussion. It's <laughs> it happened. Breaks your skull. Speaking of concussions, dude, your dad got lucky. He had a beanie and a hoodie on this weekend. Oh, God. Someone dropped a box of bats, baseball bats, on our pop's head. (laughs) Yeah, my cousin collects sports memorabilia. My dad was helping him move, and I guess he dropped a whole box of bats on his head from the attic. 
Yeah. That's not good. It's his birthday week, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> My dad would absolutely be the guy that drawing that card. The guy to get the baseball bats dropped on his head. Yeah. Oh, man. He sure would. <laughs> so, scientists have determined oh? that a critically endangered group of whales in the Gulf of Mexico is actually a new species. Cool. So they thought they were a subspecies of Brutus whale. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they t- analyzed their DNA and looked at their skeletons, they found out it's a completely different species. Sweet. And the crazy part is that there's only 33 remaining. I shit you not. Wow. It's in the article. It has to be true. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. They're just wild. talking about the importance of conserving them since there's only 33 remaining. They so, better yeah. get to fucking. Gulf of Mexico whales. We need babies. They need babies. They need to make love. We need to keep making babies. <laughs> I love the Joe laugh in the background to that one. Someone needs to play those like whale music tapes. Did you ever have like cassettes with like whale sounds? But it would be over like flutes and stuff. Shit like that? Well, that's the whale sounds, yeah. But then it's over like beautiful flutes and... Yeah. And they usually have like bubbly water sounds too. Yeah. Or like yeah. the wind like... Yeah, them's all my baiting types. Next thing you know, you're like floating through space. And <laughs> yeah. Get all I'm spun out. <laughs> Get all spun out. Transcendental meditation. Yeah. Whale songs. I'm going to say that's my zone out type. Although I always preferred the frog music. With the frog sounds. Frogs are I cool. Love frog I like sounds. the thunderstorm ones. Yep. Um, thunderstorms are cool. The ones, the singing bowl kind of things. Those are cool. Or like the Tibetan throat singer dudes. Oh, throat singing is gnarly. We just watched Wolf's Rain, thanks to Duodenum for suggesting it. <laughs> and Why do you do Duodenum? Because I was having a conversation with your dad about acid reflux, and then he brought up like the Duodenum, and I decided to pronounce Duodenum as Duodenum tonight. Okay. That's clever. Yeah. I like how you're switching it up. Maybe he'll have a preference. He'll be like, no, it's Duodenum, <laughs> not Duodenum. I've said du- I'm just going to switch <laughs> it up. I've said Duodenum for the longest. I just cling to it. That's, it's, don't cling to it. I just like it. Reality, man. That's dangerous. Until I'm corrected. <laughs> Until I'm crying, but anyways, you know. So we watched this anime, Wolf's Rain. We did. And it was, uh... Just grab a box of tissues if you're gonna watch it. But it was good. I, I don't want to spoil it. I wasn't super crushed. Okay, I, I... Okay, I'm pregnant, first of all. Okay. And second of all, I in like the second episode, when you start getting into the plot, I was like, here's my prediction. And it was the same prediction that... You might have made when you started Red Dead Redemption. And then, you know, just everything started unfolding just as I predicted. And it was like still (laughs) fucking soul shattering for me. It really bothered me. It was really sad. (laughs) But really good. Dwadam always (laughs) glomars when we talk about the pronunciation. I forgot about that. Typical. (laughs) He he glomar responses any, any questioning of it. Yeah. Nodebit does that too, right? Nodebit, no debit. 
Well, we're gonna play with people's I'm, usernames. I know no debit because uh, I've seen his Discord <laughs> handle. No debit, no credit. I've seen where the <laughs> underscore went. Oh, I know where he put it. You've done your research. I've seen another version. Uh, yes. Oh, I should have put this in the my COVID updates, but uh, there was an 81 person orgy in France that got broken up for violating curfew. COVID curfew. Oh, damn. <laughs> Imagine being those lame fucking uniformed gang assholes I know, walking you like, in. You're like, like, hey guys, it's after nine o'clock. You like gotta go. <laughs> 81 person orgy going on. And then like eight uniformed police officers walk in and people are like, all right. So we're yeah. Gonna show ourselves. Uh, 90. And they're, they're, they're like, no. They're like, no. But instead of being like, you know, ah, saliva and spittle in the air and passing the germs. No, mm-hmm. they're just like, it's past your curfew. Ugh. That's like, what? Mommy says go to bed now. Well, they could have taken it back to the bedroom, I guess. Coulda, shoulda, woulda, but they didn't. I'm an optimist. Yeah. I'm just here. <laughs> I'm just here, man. <laughs> I don't uh, believe in anything. Did you know that there's a rare white bison now living in the Dogwood Canyon here in the state of Missouri? No, I want to go meet him. That sounds I know. awesome. That's what I said. His name's Takoda. Oh, cool. White bison is a sacred animal in traditional traditional Native American teachings. <laughs> they say that, but they don't share any like white bison stories it's like okay well tell me a story then (laughs) no no stories for you yeah you have to speak your own story into the white buffalo existence into the buffalo girl what you come out tonight (laughs) (laughs) oh oh yeah and i guess uh hunting squirrels on pot is a bad idea It's kind of a misleading headline because it said <laughs> Williamsport men accused of hunting squirrels under the influence of marijuana. But they didn't get in trouble for hunting squirrels. They got in trouble because they left their spoon right in the like front passenger seat of oh, the vehicle. I hate it when that and happens. And so some fucking cop walked by. Okay, the warden out in this land called the cops because he was like, this car smells like weed. And then the cops just like did the walk around, looked in the windows, and oh, what's that? Paraphernalia. And then you know what they do? They just wait. They just wait for you to come back to your car so they can harass you. Yep. And give you a citation. Yeah, the old plain sight thing. You, yeah, just, you're automatically screwed. You just gotta put all your shit away all the time. Come on, though. What kind of a warden. Just like these hall monitor type motherfuckers who are like, oh. Marijuana, uh, marijuana, oh no. You work for the conservation department. Have some respect for nature, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You'd think they would. You'd think they would have to, but they, you know. We just, we also managed to watch a, um, I had to get over the Super Bowl depression. (laughs) 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 Like, look, okay, I know it's rigged. I know it's all rigged and whatever, but it was just gross. Nah. And it just gets grosser. You just like, gotta shake it off. None of that shit matters, man. No, it really doesn't matter. Those guys make hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, 
It's the the halftime thing was freakier to me than well the, I mean, the game it's soul we, sucking yeah we like, know that the games are rigged and shit that's like everyone knows that they even like brought that up again on no agenda on Saturday, on Sunday but especially the big ones like they're determined who's gonna have to do it you know yeah um but anyways so we got to see a funny movie about a magical weed forest thanks to Net Ned's suggestion. Oh, it's called Rolling right. Kansas. Rolling Kansas was hilarious, dude. Yeah, definitely recommend. Definitely our style. Definitely need to grab ISOs from it. Yeah, I need to go back and revisit it. But man, that was a funny fucking movie, dude. Yeah, and <laughs> I was telling NetNed uh, pre-show, as soon as Jam from Detroit Rock City came on the screen, yeah. I was like... I just lost my virginity in a confessional booth. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Detroit Rock City is one of my all-time favorite movies. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, that was a solid movie. Thank you for the recommendation, Ned Ned. Yeah, and thank you, Duodenum, for Wolf Strain 2. I still liked it. And I like, the music was awesome. The got, music uh, was awesome. Plenty of input on these. Uh, first time I ever. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you want to hear some voicemail? Sure. We got a first up voicemail. Here it comes. Hi, guys. Uh, so this is Sir Ready Kilowatt. Uh, Ready Kilowatt. I got your, saw your message earlier about uh, leaving a voicemail about the first time you went to a casino. So this is technically not the first time I was in a casino, but it was the first time I went to Las Vegas uh, early nice. on in my uh, degenerate gambler phase. <laughs> anyway, um, I burned through my budget in about two hours, so I had all kinds of time uh, for a one-week vacation, <laughs> uh, and uh, sitting around watching people play roulette, and uh, some people were winning, uh, some people were up a little, some people were down a little, but, uh, you know, pretty good stacks going, and uh, about a couple minutes into watching, uh, a crew came by um, with looked like what was uh, one of those Rubbermaid garbage cans on a hand truck and uh, there's just two security guards and, and what looked like a janitor uh, dealer moved aside and uh, letting the guy who looked like the janitor open up a compartment underneath the table, pulls out a similar looking garbage can looking thing. Uh, but uh, it was obviously full of chips and weighed a ton. He had to really wrestle it onto the hand cart. Um, the security guards, of course, watching the whole time. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, uh, then they proceeded to leave and everything went back to as it was before. And, uh, I'm in the pithy at that moment and realized that, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> the way to win in a casino is to own the casino. No doubt. So, uh, <laughs> when I got home, I uh, bought shares of Wynn Resorts and made a killing. And, uh, way that's to still go. my go to, uh, um, stock to, to buy whenever the thing whenever the economy turns south that's uh, always a, always a winner anyway uh love the show have a good night well thank you yeah thank Sir you ready, ready kill a lot great call win resorts that's a winning bet yeah bet with the house by purchasing casino stocks what a great idea that's a fantastic idea thank you caller like i said we got we got a bunch of them this was an interesting topic Sparked much conversation, I believe. Hey, bowlers. Hey -o. Uh, first time I ever gambled in the casino. I was about 23 or 24 years old down in Louisville, Kentucky, helping my dad out on a job. We had to do some performance testing on some sub-zero trailers, semi-trailers. So we had to, you know, get up in there. It's negative 30, negative 35 degrees inside the trailer Fahrenheit. Damn. 
and uh, hang out in there for a couple minutes and open and shut some doors and then get outside the trailer and wait a couple more minutes. And it's 95, 96 degrees outside. <laughs> Darn near 100% humidity. So uh, after doing that all day, <laughs> we went down to the casino. Uh, may have been across the Ohio River in Indiana. I don't quite recall, but in the Louisville area. And, uh, yeah, went to the casino with my pops, 23, 24, first time, and kind of showed me the ropes. We played blackjack all night, $5 table. Nice. And, uh, talked about the strategy of blackjack I hadn't really played before, so talked about what to do, what not to do to piss other people off at the table. Yeah. And uh, try and uh, get the best odds and beat the house. Uh, walked out of there, well, walked in with 100 bucks and walked out with 200 There you go. Had some good food and good times. All in all, pretty good experience. The next time I gambled in a casino was in Vegas, and while I had a blast, I did not leave with any money. <laughs> so I guess the moral of this story is uh, if you want to win some money, don't go to Vegas. <laughs> in the bowl. No doubt. Yeah, I haven't heard the big winning stories in Vegas. Mm-mm. We drove through Vegas once, but never got out of the car. We stopped to piss in Prim. That was cool. That was cool. Because the only other... Reference I have at all for the Vegas area is Fallout. Fallout New Vegas. Fallout New Vegas, yeah. But all the shit was there, you know? Like, driving by that, seeing the actual hotel with the roller coaster outside of it, that's, like, in the game, and you're like, what the fuck? Cool shit, dude. If I was gambling, I'd do it in Prim. <laughs> I think Prim's in Norm's book, too. Is that where you went to the diner? I think that sounds right. Everything's a blur in my memory of Norm's life as told through his <laughs> memoir. It's a blurry maze of loss and triumph. Mostly loss. Hopefully this caller didn't lose. Uh, hey guys. Uh, oh, hey. I'd like to keep my name anonymous, though. I'm not going to say my name. Okay, anonymous. Uh, I've never been to a casino. I've always been uh, pretty, pretty scared to gamble. I did go to, uh, the, the, was that Belmont Stakes or the... the place where they got the horses running around yeah and um i had no fucking idea what i was doing i was like you know what maybe i'll place a bet on some of these horses but then i went to go look at the prices of beer and then it got real sad and i got (laughs) stoned and then i just like sat in the corner all by myself oh no i don't think i'm really built for gambling i don't think that i have it yeah um yeah so but my i guess my first time going to a casino never happened yet my i have a casino cherry I got like a thick, uh, vacuous uh, film covering my casino vagina. Uh, we gotta pop that thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, Caller. I have no. I never. I never been there. Caller, let's go to the boat. I probably only play the, the slots because that you put a quarter in and you pull the, the lever, right? That's all you gotta do. Uh, because everything else, I just get real confused, like ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure casino poker would just be different. Yeah. And I'd probably get, like, beat up or killed. Uh, nobody likes seeing a rat on the craps table. Oh, fuck off. I go, bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I would imagine. I would imagine a rat would freak people out on the craps table. I don't know why the caller was talking about rats being on tables. That doesn't make any sense. But but uh, we'll keep them anonymous. Anonymous caller. Anonymous caller. Um... Yeah, you know, the card game's the best to play at the casino. You talk about slots and, like, 
yeah, it is just put in the coin and hit start. I mean, it's not even pulling a lever. Typically these days, it's going to be hard to find a lever pull. You're mostly dealing with, uh, mostly dealing with them video slots, which is basically like playing a phone game, only big. Very big. Big. Bigger than the cleaning robots in the grocery store. Yes. The biggest. The biggest. Don't play games with me, Sir Seat Sitter. Don't play no games with me. Um, the first time I ever went to the boat was it probably it was the first time you went. Yeah. Right? We'll talk about how interesting Missouri is with the Missouri's weird because they do have a gambling and a gaming commission, but like it's I don't know exactly exactly how it works, but the gist of it is that gambling is illegal on Missouri soil, and so all of the boats are boats. They are floated on the waters of the Missouri River to avoid the gambling ban. So they they're on international ground or whatever. But it's it's weird because then you have the gaming commission, which also has to give you a license to, um, mm. you know, to operate. So it's illegal, but it's legal, but it's also sanctioned by this board. It's like ugh, it's just convoluted. I mean, as most corrupt and government things are. But what it translates into is that if you go to a casino in Missouri, you're going to a riverboat casino because every casino technically has to be floating on the waters of the Missouri River. In fact, one of them here in town, they pump water off-site to under the casino to float the casino on. <laughs> um, but then, you know, like, I can't remember the which one it was, but one of them actually floated all the way. They, like, took the casino riverboat to New Orleans and then back. Oh, that's cool. All the way down the river. That would have been a fun trip. For some event. But, yes, it's a weird thing, but when we say go to the boats, we mean the casinos, and that's why. And uh, the one we went to was in Boonville, which is also along the river and also on a river boat. And, uh, shit, we had just bought... It was our anniversary. Mm -hmm. And then we... Got them lucky hats. I had this like um <laughs> lucky hat. Yeah, man, it was a lucky hat. Yeah, it was definitely turned out. I had to a nice hat, hat on, but I had the big white hat and then I had my Australian uh what do you call that? Slick skin or wet skin I don't know what the hell it is. It's like that waterproof leathery material stuff. Like a cowboy hat? Yeah. Yep. Classic Spence. And went in there at like fucking three in the afternoon or something yeah it was like three or four and there's just all these ancient people in there we were the youngest people in there by like probably 30 years minimum yeah and i was 21 and i got carded like five times yeah even out on the floor everyone was paranoid that i was a child and we did you know we just did the typical (laughs) thing that uh you want to do when you go to the casino which is like Pre-select the amount of money you're setting on fire to never, like, look at again. And then play with that and, you know, just go in there with the notion of, like, yeah, we're going to run out of this bunch of money. 200 bucks, I think, is what we played with, you know. Yeah, We're just like, like, yeah, that. 200 bucks. Fuck it. And I played, you're right, the last caller was right in that sometimes the uh, cards will be played differently. Like, poker's going to be played with different rules. So that was the first thing I played was five-card uh, what is it? Oh, no, two-draw poker, I think is what they called it. But basically, the way it worked was they deal you five cards, and you have to have an ante and a bet, right? So your bet, minimum $5, 
was the actual bet that you would be winning or losing on. But then every time, every hand you played, every time you drew the next step, you'd have to ante an additional five. So you lay down 10 bucks to get the hand started on $5 poker, basically. And in order to play to the end, you have to have a full 20 bucks in. But the first time you get five cards, if you draw, you can draw up to three of those. Okay. And you have to ante in another five chips. Now you're at 15 and then you have one more turn. You can choose to draw one of the cards if you want for the third turn. And then of course, ante for that. So you're up to 20 bucks at the end. You have five cards and you're playing a poker hand. There are jokers in the deck. The jokers can be an ace or they can help you finish a straight or a flush, but they're not wild. It's like a soft wild. So like if you've got two jacks and two jokers, you don't have four of a kind. That kind of a thing. The jo- the jo- uh, jokers could only be aces or finish a straight or a flush. So I'm playing. I, you know, I did kind of all right on that. Kind of broke even. Played a few hands. But I wanted to try some more stuff. I looked at craps and then I looked at roulette. And I always want to play those. But I never really feel confident enough to go up and actually play them. Yeah. So I didn't play those. <coughs> There was a blackjack game, but this was blackjack plus poker. Huh. So, like, you had the blackjack going, but then you also had, like, a three-card poker hand off of it as well. It basically was set up so that you're going to at least lose one of the things, you know? Um, That was kind of complicated. It's like, it gets convoluted depending on which casino you go to, how they have the game set up and what weird rules there are. So I tried like two or three of those games and then I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go back to that poker because at least I know how to play, you know, I know what I'm doing over there and I can just run out my money over there or whatever. Because that was where I was having fun and getting a little bit of luck. So I settled down at the poker, played for a little bit. Um, and then they dealt me right off the bat. Uh, I'm trying to remember now what it was. It was two aces and a joker. And... um so I knew I had three of a kind right off the bat. And I was just like, hell yeah, I put my other chip down. I pitched the two things that weren't aces or jokers. You know, I, I drew two cards. And I was like, you give me two more aces and we can get the fuck out of here for the day. And so the lady pitches me the two cards back and it's ace joker that she dealt me. Yeah. <laughs> and so I had three aces and two jokers. I had five aces, which is the highest you can get. It was like the top jackpot on the table. So it paid off 500 to one. Now the bitch of it is that although you have 20 bucks in there, again, the, the, that $5 chip is the only thing that you're bet betting for or against. So the 500 to one is applied to that, but it was a $2,500 payout. And so like when I put my chip down, I didn't grab a card for the last deal. Right. And the dealer was looking at me like I'm some kind of idiot or an asshole. She's like, you're going to want another card, though, yeah. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, no, I do not want another card. I want to put my chip down. Because all I did was I put my chip down and said, thank you. I was just like, thank you, because literally I called it out. I was like, give me two more aces, and she gave me ace joker. And she was like, I don't believe you. Like, you're going to want to draw another card. And I was just like, well, fuck you, and like showed her my five aces. And she was like, oh, shit, put that down. Yeah, she and I freaked out. <laughs> I was like, dude, why would I bullshit you? Of course, I don't know. It's just like this kid in a casino. Why is he here at all? But fuck, dude. They had uh, 
They played the hand out, and then they had to pause the game, and the pit boss had to come out to verify her deck that she had dealt and verify my hand and then watch the footage. Yeah. <laughs> and then they had to leave again, and then they came back uh, with, like, a fucking one of those, like, locked briefcase-looking things and opened up and counted the chips out and gave me the 2,500 chips. But, like, while they were still counting and verifying, there was a certain point where they let... Once they were done verifying her deck, then they busted the cards back out and said, all right, you can keep playing. And I was like, I think I'll just sit here, you know, and wait for my chips to get counted out. And then it was like <laughs> two more hands went by and they asked me again. And I'm like, fuck, all right, if I, if you want me to take more of your money, then I'll play some more. <laughs> yeah, and I ended, up, <laughs> I ended up winning an extra like 40 bucks off of like me playing some more while they were counting my shit out. But. Yeah, once they got it all counted out, Lorian had come back. I guess you could tell I, about your first Well, time. yeah, so... Because you came back in that at what point? Oh, like, before you said, give me two aces and we can get out of here. Yeah. I came, like, right by then. Cause I it was, was, like, at the start was, of that hand, you walked up. The casino was quiet, and, it, like, yeah, like you said, everyone in there was ancient, and everywhere I turned, like, every waitress that hadn't seen me already carded me. Like, I just couldn't walk around freely, it felt like. Yeah. And so I also was, like, looking at the card game tables, and I didn't even know what I was watching. I was like, well, I don't even know how to get started in these things. I need, like, <laughs> someone to hold my hand and tell me the rules. Because <laughs> I know how I've played, like, casually at home, but I don't know necessarily how it goes down here. So I played the shitty slots for, like, I think I spent maybe all of $3 and was like, this is stupid. <laughs> um, because, yeah, you don't even get to pull the lever. They're just, like, picture screens. And so then I just kind of, like, walked around and looked. It's like I was looking for an arcade game. I was like, where's the arcade games, guys? <laughs> like, but, uh, yeah, so then I came back to you and was just like, here's the rest of my money. I'm not going to spend this. And and you were like, yeah, I'm I'm doing okay. And then... I saw you, you said that to that lady, and I was like, holy shit. Like, you, just the way, how, your smile, and when you put the stuff down, I was like, okay, I'm not sure what happened, but looking good, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so then, at some point, you turned around and explained it all to me. Yeah. And I was like, what? And the dealer was like, I have never seen this Five aces. happen in my 30 years of being here. The one no 30 years. She was there, she said, for two years. But she was like, I've been dealing this table for two straight years and no one has ever got uh, that hand. the five aces <laughs> in that time. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was hilarious that she didn't believe me. Uh, <laughs> that was the fun. That was the most fun part for me because I was just like, because that's the in that version of the game. It's like really laid back when you right off of the bat, you have three of a kind, you know. So I was already super relaxed. I was just like. Like, for me, I was like, put the cherry on top, baby, and we can get out of here, you know? Like, I wasn't even being serious about and it. And I was ready I, to get out of there. It was already <laughs> locked, you know? It was already locked at three of a kind, which is still going to get you money. But, uh, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, they come out and they, uh, they make you join, like, the reward club or whatever. It was an Isle of Capri. So they make you join their little reward oh, yeah. club for that big of a, a winning. And then take your info and shit. And then they also take the taxes out of it like right there yeah so i think we only walked out of there with like 1700 bucks but 
We went out and we got uh, yeah, a we big hit the ass jackpot. dinner, bro. We got a big ass dinner and <laughs> walking in there with two hundred bucks and walking out with that. Put the Fuck rest yeah. in a hole, dude. The rest actually went into this house as a down payment. Yep. So we were like, nope, that's fucking ours, dude. We're gonna squirrel that shit away. Yeah, exactly. But it was, good. it was a good one. It was good. I and, have a And then you can stay ahead of the house. Like I've only been back once. Oh yeah, you got invited to that. Yeah, they like try to get tournament. you to come back. So they invited me to a blackjack tournament, free blackjack tournament, and I busted out of that in the first round. They just had super aggressive rules, so you just had to play like crazy aggressive um, to even have a chance. And, you know, it's tough. It's tough to play aggressive and win. But everyone was doing that. Like if you didn't even play aggressive, but you were like playing it safe, you also wouldn't have advanced. So it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like I was playing stupidly. No, you never play stupidly. <laughs> you gotta be sharp, baby. You gotta be sharp. You gotta be sharp like uh, this caller. Hey, bowlers. It's Phone Boy. Phone Boy. And, uh, I don't know what's your first time ever is tonight. So, <laughs> and I'm, yeah, I don't know that I'm going to log in tonight to actually look. But um, Yeah, no but worries. I, but as I was sitting here looking at uh, the, the new toy I got, uh, I... I but I'd say say a couple words about the first time I ever was uh, I was actually uh, in a radio station and and I know I've talked about calling into a radio station and I've done that but uh, first time I ever uh, well actually worked in a radio station briefly. okay fact uh, that's actually where I got the name Phone Boy it was a call screener and the host forgot my name and he called me the Phone Boy and the boy who answers the phones and so this was back in 1996 and and, and actually the way the call screener thing worked is is there was uh, you know so you had a you know you had a phone. Uh, queue, you know, I don't know, they had like six lines or something. And there was literally a, you know, like a computer or something that I, t- I would type in onto a, onto a screen, like, you know, so-and-so was on line one because, uh, you know, they wanted to get a call about, uh, this, that, or the other thing. Um, and I remember that we, we also, um, during the time I worked on this uh, radio program, we, we, uh, we also had carts. Uh, so if you wanted to play something on the radio that wasn't, uh, somebody live talking, you literally had to take a cart. Uh, and put it into the cart, you know, so it's like, almost like a, you know, like an eight track tape or something. It's a really big, you put it into the cart machine and you play it. And, uh, yeah, that was, uh, you know, we had, we, and we had a few carts and that kind of thing. We even made a couple of commercials and that kind of thing. Um, you know, now it's, uh, you know, this was, this was the state of the art technology back in 1996. Hell um, yeah. You know, they don't, they don't have the things that they have now with, uh, oh, our, oh, our favorite, uh, uh, you, know, you know, I've got a roadcaster, which you can load in, uh, you know, you can load in drops and you can do all kinds of stuff. You know, you just, you just, you push, you know, and I know you guys play clips on the show, but, you know, I've got this, I've got this machine here that I can just hit a button and it goes something like that. Or, <laughs> you know, or I can, uh, you know, do, or, you know, I, I can play Sam Kinison. I can, I can play music or anything. And it's like, it's amazing. And you can, you know, I could just create sounds and, and it, you know, the the technology is just you know I don't even know what to tell you. So anyway, I just wanted to show off my toy and uh, and say in the bowl to you all. Love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. <laughs> wow, what is the nature of your toy, phone boy? You mysterious bastard! You didn't drop any deets. Yeah, you did. The roadcaster. Oh, roadcaster! God damn it! <laughs> I thought I got confused. Okay, no, that makes sense. Fuck yeah, dude. It's a hell of a toy. I love Very toys, cool. dude. Audio toys are the shit. <laughs> Roadcaster. I was following along with the transcription. Oh, you Which can't sometimes do that. can lead you astray. Yeah, because the robots transcribe the goofiest of things sometimes. It's true. 
They don't know what they're hearing or nothing. No, they don't know they're there or there. They didn't have <laughs> any idea what this next color said, so they decided not to even try. Oh, well, that's why. It was a blank one. Have we got butt dialed? No, I think they made up. I think they did a makeup. Let's check. <laughs> <laughs> You've been so high you forgot how to speak. <laughs> First time I ever went to, the, to a casino, I was, well, I was 21. I was probably 30 years old. Not much of a candler. <clears throat> but I did start going for a while for the free, free drinks. Yeah. Take a bucket full of change, cash it in, they give you one of those cards. Stick it into the, some machines. And um, one time I won a couple hundred bucks. Fuck yeah. That was one time out of many. And I know I took more than 200 bucks of change. Most of the time I lost. The house always wins. <laughs> <laughs> the house, man. The house can be a bastard at times. A bit of a bastard. <laughs> wow. I am really high. The, the color. Forgot how to speak. <laughs> That'll happen every once in a while. It's not unheard of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got a text, actually. Ooh, a text. Yeah. Can you believe it? Yes. So, um, in the bowl, Spencer and Lorian, this is Phoenix. And I was hoping y'all could give Reverend Cyber Trucker a big happy birthday on the 7th. I know it is belated, but I want to get it on the show as I'm making a donation right now to respond to the donation he made on last week's show. Oh. Okay, Phoenix, that clears things up. Thanks in advance. Keep those bowls burning bright. Tight. Thank you for the text, Phoenix. Very cool. And happy belated birthday, yeah, Rev. Birthday to the Rev Cybern Trucker. You share a birthday with uh, Dame Blackhammer. Y'all were both at the meetup and didn't probably even know that y'all had the same birthday. That's pretty crazy. Speaking of meetup, we were supposed to talk about the meetup last week. Oh, yes. <laughs> but we were just sad and forgot about it. So we had been planning a KC meetup, which was going to be the welcome home uh, for Fugazoto. Yeah. Because the Duke finally, um, it was finally coming back from Saudi Arabia for a visit. He was supposed to get back last Friday and be here until the end of the month. But then Saudi Arabia has closed uh, reentry again for different countries, temporarily suspended. So he said, like, I could leave, but I won't be able to get back. So Fugazoto is delayed again. And because of that, we were postponing uh, planning. I was going to just kind of kick it back a, a week or two and just see if we had any better ideas or venues. I'm definitely working on one. And then this freeze came in, and I was just oh, like, dude, yeah. nobody wants to do nothing right now. So I might do it at the beginning of March um, when things are maybe a little bit more reasonable outside. Are you going to talk about your thoughts on a restaurant? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking about doing the next one at Chapels. I don't know if anybody's been to Chapels in the listening area, but uh, it's this little sports museum, basically, uh, that's also a sports bar and grill. It's in North KC, and that dude has, like, all kinds of sports memorabilia. He's got bats and balls, of balls <laughs> of all sports, balls on balls on walls on walls. The ceiling is totally covered with all these old football helmets, old and new, but high pro teams, college teams, all kinds of crap. Um, and even if you're not really a sports head, it's still pretty interesting. It's just like anybody could 
look around and be like amazed at all the shit. He's got uh, Muhammad Ali pair of boxing gloves and a couple of pairs of Shaq shoes. Those things are fucking enormous. But it's just kind of a cool atmosphere and different. So I thought maybe we'd try that out. That's my that's my word. But if anybody in the KC area has ideas or suggestions on places, I'm all open to such suggestions. Yeah, more face-friendly places, if you know of them. Yeah, I love <laughs> that Don Chilitos thing that we did last time, and I almost was going to go back there, but then the Duke was like, well, we live up north, and so they live much further north than North Kansas City, but not like a super ways out there. But anyway, that's why I was thinking, well, maybe we'll do one at least technically north of the river. Who so knows? Who knows? Up we'll, in the air. Yeah. The the Fugazoto Welcome Home will be postponed, though. The next meetup might not be that themed, unfortunately. Yeah. But you can bet your ass when he gets back here that we're doing a big thing for him. Hell yeah. For sure. Yeah, we're ready. You've been teasing us about <laughs> it too many times. No kidding. <laughs> we're like, we're finally going to meet the Duke. Nope. 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 You got to wait again. How long has he been over there? Over a year, right? I think so, yeah. Jeez. I believe so. It's been wild. Wild. Been wild, but not as wild as this caller that called us on the call line. <laughs> First time I ever went to a casino it was Cherokee, North Carolina. Nice. So I'm 21, my buddy's 22. We go in there, we're just strolling around. I brought $20 with me. Nice. He brought $200 with him. Yep. I was like, I had more money at home, but I was like, if I, I, I knew because of my addictive personality, I was like, I should only bring 20 bucks with me. So I uh, start playing. I, I put the t- <laughs> I put 10 bucks down on the low baller jack bl- or uh, blackjack table. Immediately lose that $10 within not even five minutes. I'm like, <laughs> okay, so I got 10 left. I start hitting the slot machines. Do the start with the penny slots. That's not going well. I go over the nickel slots. And I'm like, okay, nickel slots, these are going okay. <laughs> and I lose some money, then I win some money. I end up making like two hundred bucks, and I'm like, "Oh shit, oh. I'm doing all right." Nice. Um, but then I kept going. Yeah. And lost that two hundred bucks. Damn. And so I ended up losing twenty dollars all in all. <laughs> Meanwhile, my buddy, he is hitting these penny and nickel slots slot machines, and he ended up making like. 500 plus he was like 500 in the green he just was doing great nice and so the since everybody there was like older you could smoke cigarettes in there so we're just smoking walking around having a couple drinks solid everybody in there we were probably 30 years younger than everybody else in that casino (laughs) so they kept IDing us no joke they ID'd both of us because my buddy was winning so much they ID'd both of us probably (laughs) 20 25 times minimum Just because if they can prove we're under twenty one, then they get they get all their money back. Right. Yeah. But he was I was losing money. He was winning money. He was he 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 had the magic on the slot machines. He yeah. would like as soon as he would win, he would pick a different one, and then as soon as he would win, pick a different one. Wow. But yeah, so I lost money. My buddy won money the first time I went to casino. But my wife, the first time she went to a casino, she won three grand off of a nickel slot. Oh damn! Off of a slot machine. She walked out of there, and she barely ever. She barely, she played like a couple, pulled the slot machine a couple times, won the jackpot, won three grand, and walked out of there with three grand. Fuck and yeah. So that's why I don't fuck around with casinos. Yeah, man. Once you're up on the house, bro, you won't kind of tend to stay that way. Like, I don't really, like I said, I went back once because they gave me a free 
uh, play in a tournament. But that was it, man. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you're not getting this back, dude. Sorry. Yeah. But I like, you know, gambling for me is just a purely like uh, kind of entertainment thing, you know. Definitely. Like, like going to the arcade. The I money mean, that gambling. you win is like probably not going to happen, and you just kind of set it aside. And 200, I like that 200 number that your buddy picked. Because it's like, uh, like I said, man, uh, that 20 bucks would only get you one of the rounds of that fucking poker table I was playing at. So they kind of choke you there. But you also mentioned he was like 30 years, they were 30 years younger than everyone else. Like, yeah, that's how it was at the Boonville one too. Like, you could tell it was just dudes in there like gambling their pension and social security <sighs> checks. And then they like, oh, it's such a weird reaction to like this young kid coming in and winning. It's like, there was a little slice that was like happy for you but it was all clouded over with like just like why is this kid winning i've been here like every week you know i could just feel it in their eyes they're like what the fuck yeah yeah it was i don't know it's pretty there's a sadness <laughs> there was a certain sadness. we have a it's like i love our casino memory i think it's a good one to go out on and i've told you i have no desire to go back to the casino yeah mostly just because i know I'm going to be fucking carded a bunch again because I'm fucking four foot ten. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I had a cleavage dress on. It didn't work. They're still like, hey, that's your ID. Yeah. Every dang corner I turned. Man, degenerate gamblers are common <laughs> in my family. Yeah. And that's why I think that might be another hesitation I have to like, you know, just going on. Same like but with it's like. You go walking with that cash in hand, and that's all you're gonna spend, and that's that. Yeah, it's the same with like the the lotto or the scratchers. Like I really don't fuck with those either. Last time I did scratchers was you won them. I won forty dollars <laughs> worth of scratchers on the radio. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. That's, that's how I like to play those games. You win something to get you in there, and that's the only time you go. This caller definitely a winner. The first time I ever went to the casino, I was a kid. Because my parents were gambling, and they threw me in an arcade. And that nice. was a lot of fun. First time I went to a casino as an adult was with a bachelor party. And a buddy of mine got real hot at the, at the blackjack tables. He started making some real money. Uh, and uh, he started uh, drinking. We all started drinking. We were having a good time. Mm. And he went on to the dance floor, and he started doing the worm. <laughs> it wasn't a dance floor. It was just a bar <laughs> in the casino. And he started doing the worm. And he busted his face, and he started bleeding. Damn. And so then he started running back to his hotel room, like sprinting through the hotel. <laughs> and we were staying at the Hard Rock Cafe in uh, South Shore, Tahoe. Shit. And uh, in that hallway, there's like a string of things where like you get the, the history of rock and roll with Elvis and the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Yeah. And he ran down this hallway, and he, he fell again, and he hit his face again. Oh, and he bled Jesus. more and he got into the wall and he started bleeding on Gwen Stefani's abs. And then, we, yeah, that was a good time. He got blood all over her. Yep. All right. Oh, all right. Damn. Thanks, Lavish. That was a great story. Yeah, sometimes you're lucky in money <laughs> and then unlucky in things like gravity. <laughs> this can happen to the best of us and the rest of us. Just depends what you're ever getting into. We have uh, one more voicemail, but it came in a two-pack, which you can do. Hi, 
the first time I went to a casino was uh, what they call a reservation casino because there's multiple of those, of those throughout the state uh, where they're on Indian, well, Native American reservation land. Uh, there's a huge one in the middle of the state uh, that has all sorts of concerts and stuff like that. But uh, I've been to Vegas, I've been to casinos in a couple other states, but my story is the first time I went uh, downtown Detroit to play Texas Hold'em with uh, a couple of buddies of mine. Um, I got shamed and taken out more money than I wanted to because I was initially going to take out like 200 bucks. And then my, my one buddy was like, how much are you taking out? And I'm like, 200 bucks. And he's like, dude, you're going to be out soon. You, you, you're going to be looking for something to do. You're going to be hanging around there. You're not going to know what to do. I'm like, dude, I got I got cars and stuff. I can always get more. It's no biggie inside the casino. Yeah. He's like, yeah, would you, you want to have more at the table and like whatever. So I'll take a 500. He's like, oh, you need more than that. You need more than that. <laughs> oh, geez. I'd have so, been saying, uh, buddy. Ended up settling on $700 that I took out to go downtown. Uh gamble at Greek Town Casino, which is in our Greek Town area that used to have probably like a dozen Greek restaurants. Now it's got like three or four. Damn. We just have one. Um, I'm pretty sure. Anyways, then there's a Greek Town Casino down there. And they have Hold'em when they first opened was in like in kind of like an area off to the side, but it was still open to the rest of the casino. So you could hear the ambiance and everything of the casino and everything going on. Yeah. Since I've been down there since, it's all like in a shut off area. It's all like almost like hermetically sealed and uh, you can't hear the rest of the casino and it's just very odd. But anyways, we go there the first time and it's in this open air environment and uh, we go and sit at a one, one and $2 table. So it's a $1 uh, Annie, but it's a $2 call on the Annie. And uh, I had read like some, some uh, for your small blind and your big blind, I had read books on, poker before on texas holden before this just a little bit um but i was like no by no means no mastermind on i had it so uh we sit down the first hand i get like a jack and a nine and uh it goes around and every bat buddy bets uh i throw in you know my cash to call the dealer goes and flips those first three cards and it's like jack nine two that comes up and i'm like whoa like you know right off the bat well, there's two guys down at the other end of the table, and they got a whole, like, stack and stacks of chips. <laughs> this is probably going to run on that go to, like, two voicemails. But, anyways, they got stacks and stacks of chips. He was right. He he had that feeling, that three-minute feeling that creeps in, right when you know it's coming up. And then he was like, uh, cut off. So it cut you off at three minutes, but you can always call in, like Net Ned did, and finish So the up. guys with stacks and stacks of chips. And they're dressed head to toe in, like, Ed Hardy gear. And it was, like, probably, like, three years after Ed Hardy was cool or maybe even five years. But, like, the Ed Hardy hat, the Ed Hardy, you know, T-shirt, Ed Hardy jeans, Ed Hardy shoes. Like, yeah, everything was Ed Hardy, and they're sitting next to each other. So we had to be, you know, like, buddies. So both of them are betting big. And when it comes around to me, I call. And uh, my, my buddy that's sitting right next to me kind of looked weird at me because it was a little bit of a big call because – one and two doesn't mean you can't bet more than that. You can bet more than that. It's just a matter of whether that's your minimum bet that you got to throw in is two bucks when it comes around for the uh, second bet. So anyways, it comes around, they bet, I don't know how much, and it was quite high, <laughs> and I threw in. So then uh, the dealer goes and 
uh, flips, burns the next card, and it's a jack. So I got like a full house sitting in my hand. Fuck yeah. And uh, <laughs> I know I'm like the odds-on favorite from what I've read in like the, the stat books and everything. Mm-hmm. But these two guys on the other end, the two Ed Hardy twins, keep betting every time. So I'm like, I call when it goes around that time again. And then like the last card comes up, and it's a, uh, uh, I don't know, like a... Uh, Something odd, like a three or something that I knew they couldn't help either of them. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> they go and both bet big again. And when it comes around to me, I'm like, okay, all in. And I pushed all the money in. I pushed all $700 was in the first <laughs> pot that I played. And uh, both of them called me. And they, they, they both of them had like kind of half-assed hands that were at least like, you know, pairs or sure. two pair. Two pair. Woo. <laughs> Anyways, I laid it down and I, I'm like, oh, I got the jack with the, I got the, the jack full house with the, with the nine. Nice. And both of them turned like instantly pale. And I think <laughs> that first pot I won like $3,500 or so. Fuck yeah, <laughs> dude. So, any, the rest of the night, anybody at the table, anytime I would bet, everybody would go out. Yeah. So when I left the table, I was up like big time. So it, I threw the dealer a $100, uh, $100 chip when I left. And then, uh, we went out and got a, Got a huge meal, and uh, Hell yeah. that was my uh, first trip to our local casinos in the ball. In the ball, dude! I love Hold'em. That's a. I played a lot. We used to have a poker night at the bar that I ran. We do like a Hold'em night. I've played a lot of Hold'em with buddies. Never for big stakes though, but I always could do good. And it is there's a certain part of Hold'em where if you like just catch a good luck early kind of thing and win a big ass pot then you can be that guy the rest of the night who's like you could just threat with a big bet and no one's gonna touch it they're like nah fuck that and then you can just buy pots every once in a while you just like throw some shit in there when like nothing's looking good and the table isn't even looking good and you can be like all right well here's a hundred bucks and everyone's like no no he's got something for sure it's great shit great shit thanks for the call net ned I don't know if you had a couple more balls in there. Remember we talked about the youngest water skier? Yeah. Yeah, for the Guinness World Record? Well, they just came out with a world record for the oldest water skier. Oh. And I guess is how old the oldest water skier might be? 69. No. Much older. Much older. 93. Oh, very close. 92. So close. 92, and this dude has just been water skiing for fun, like most water skiers, and was like, wow, I didn't even think about the uh, world record until someone, you know, suggested I throw myself in the pot, and sure enough, (laughs) he's the oldest dude to claim the world record for it. So do you have to just get up and stay up for like a minute to qualify, or? (laughs) I don't know. It's funny because... I think it is a minute because with Remember the Baby, we watched the video of them making that three-month-old. Now, and another thing is, is he on a rope? Here. Getting pulled? Yeah, it looks like he is. Yeah, he's on a rope. Um, I mean, he's cruising around When you very lake. first learn, and I never had this because my grandpa never had a bar, but at scout camp, they had a bar. So, like, the side of the boat had a bar hanging off of it, and you could just hold on to that bar Hmm. rather than a rope pulling you. So it's much easier to get up in that situation because you're basically just holding on to the thing, you know? 
But I've I've literally never skied on a bar. I've seen dudes learn on it. But by the time I was in that situation, I was already skiing for years. So it was, it was weird. I never really experienced it firsthand. But I know that just about anybody could get up on one of those. Because there were several guys that couldn't figure it out, but like we're fine on the bar, you know. That's a nice first step. Yeah, for interesting. people trying to learn water skiing, I guess. There's a part of me that almost wonders if uh, the guys that were learning in the bar and then they couldn't figure out the rope, like if it's just tough to translate, you know. Oh, so they did the bar before they even tried the rope? Yeah. Oh, I was under the impression the way you first said it that they had tried the rope and couldn't get it, so then they let them do the bar. No, no, no. Everyone started on mm. the bar who had no experience. So, like, if you'd never skied before, then you did the bar day one. Yep. That seems like a totally different experience. Yeah, it's interesting, though. It's a lot of fun. One ski, I always did the one ski because you can cut really sharp on that. Ski around and stuff. This lady uh, ran out of her hair gel. She's one of those... <laughs> I don't know how to describe this hairdo. When you, like, gel your hair down completely flat and it looks wet, you know what I'm yeah. When you put it in, like, a tight ponytail. This lady... Uh, Likes that hairdo, I guess. She wanted to do it, but she was out of her normal hair gel. So she decided to see what Gorilla Glue would do for her. Oh, shit. <laughs> the Gorilla Glue spray. Please tell me. Her hair is still that way. <laughs> <laughs> to she's, this third day. Yeah, yeah. She said it's been over a month. I'm like, a month? And she's uh, tried to wash it out with different things like 15 different times that she's oh recorded. Oh, my God. And, yeah, so. Gorilla Glue part She said, two. don't put Gorilla Glue in your hair unless you really want this re uh, hairstyle for a long time. <laughs> Holy shit. But, yeah. You know. You'd almost have to just let that grow I all just, the way out, right? I like, just, uh, there's no part of me that's, like, going to look at Gorilla Glue and then want to put it anywhere near my body. <laughs> like, at all. Dawn, is that true? Know. He says she's suing because they don't have a don't use on hair instruction. Oh my gosh. That would not surprise me. God damn it, dude. What's up with lawsuits? This litigation shit should not... You shouldn't be able to do it's, that, dude. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, personal responsibility. I'm sorry, but you should not be able to do that. No. Or like suing you because... Set to sue. Oh too many God. cups of coffee in the, or not enough cups of coffee in the can. So they don't have a generic, uh, it's illegal to use this product uh, <laughs> against the label or whatever. Like so many things say that where they're like, you can't use this product in any way other than instructed. Yeah, I think it has some sort of health warning on it or like the health risk thing. <laughs> but. Yeah. What can you do? What can you do, man? I don't really know in this day and age. <laughs> Some would say sue, 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 but <laughs> not me. Well, <laughs> That's not my advice from the bull. No, whatever you do, uh, don't sue the bull. Uh, no. Can't be doing this. We have stuff, to come man. up with a first time I ever for next week. Oh, yeah. Didn't you have one written down here? Yeah. And it was because of a personal story we were talking about the other day. Which oh, yeah. was the first time I ever realized I fucked shit up. I could go with that one. Because I know what I would tell. Yep, I do too. The first time I ever realized I fucked shit up. Yeah. Everyone's fucked shit up once. I like that because it's 
uh, it's in the same vein as the first time I ever choked in front of everybody, but it's a little bit different. Because it's not to... necessarily on a stage in front of everybody, but it's like that you fuck shit up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're thinking. Yes. I like it. I like it. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. Well, thanks for going with us all Tuesday night. It's been a blast. Been another nice bowl. We'll see you. Uh, see you guys all next week. I've been Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. Yep, I'm Dame DeLorean, and may your bowls burn ever brighter. Yeah, well, you know that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl, bowl, bowl after bowl.